I was just gonna say about what Madeline said about, you know, you you love doing something for so long and now you realize that you can't do that as your job maybe. I feel like as a junior, that really, that's a big fear of mine now since I'm, after this year, I'm gonna start applying to colleges. So I don't know, I just feel like that fear may never go away and that's another fear in itself. So I want to know, um, Amanda, how did you really, I guess, go through that in your when you were in high school applying to colleges? I guess, like, what, how that fear, how you deal with that fear, I guess. You said the, the do you mind reiterating for me one more time? Yeah, the I'm sorry. Of- the fear of, because you, you said you wanted to become a doctor when mm-hmm. you initially applied, and the, I just want to know if you had that fear in the back of your head that maybe this may never actually happen and I might go a completely different course when I'm in college. Oh, yeah. So let's see. I'm trying to think of the moment because I felt like for a really long time I was like, this is what I want to be. This is what I want to be. I think I remember at like eight, eight years old, I was when I really started digging into STEM and was really like, yeah this is it. Like I, I went from being like, oh, I want to be a chef to being like, mm, I think I want to be a psychiatrist. Like, I don't even know where that word came from, but like at eight, I was like, yeah, I want to do that. And then it turned into more like science kind of stuff. But that, that fear, I think that it goes, it gets quieter. I wouldn't say that it fully goes away because you're always going to kind of have those doubts in your mind of like, am I making the right decision? Am I making the right choice? But when I really, I had to really sit down and frame it in a way of like, um, I kind of, I kind of touched on it a little bit before, but like, if, even if I make, like my decisions are, I'm not making the wrong decision. There isn't a quote unquote wrong or right decision, right? Now there are decisions that you will come across in life where you can very clearly see, you know, like, if you're about to leave the house and your tire is flat and you have something to blow the tire up and you make the decision to just drive away, that's a bad decision. You should, probably should have blow, blew up the tire first, right? But when it comes to developing yourself and developing your personality and coming into who you want to be, there really aren't wrong decisions because you have this, uh, it's just lessons. Like we, we talked before, um, you know, I never lose. I either win or learn. Right. So in that same six, if you go into it with that mindset, then you say to yourself, okay, I could change my mind, but I'm still going, I'm either going to come out on top and I'm going to win, or I'm going to learn something that's going to help me to continue what it is that I'm doing. So as long as you stay in that purpose, like if you, you know, a lot of people are like, I don't even know what my purpose is. How do I do that? You know, as long as you, you know, that's where you start back where it's like, okay, who am I? Who do I want to be? What do I want to do? What do I think my contribution is? And you don't necessarily need to know all of those answers. The whole point is that they're that you have them written down and you're getting you're going through life getting ready to fill in the answers to those questions. So at any point, if you're like, oh, Mm, okay, I'm going to this. I, I really want to go to this school. Right. Like that was my biggest thing was like when I was grad, when I was in uh, high school, I was like, I have seven schools that I'm gonna apply to. I've got three that I really wanna go to. This one's my backup. This one's out of state. This one's in state. This one's here. My parents are gonna help me if I go here. Uh, You know, my uncle will help me if I go here. 
you know, you have all of these different things. You have all of these different things just coming at you. And it's very easy to get in that mindset of like, I might make the wrong choice. I might make the wrong decision. I might not. What happens if I do this? And then 10 years later, I don't even want to do that. And to that, I say, so what? You can wake up 10 years from now and say, I don't want to do this anymore. And that will be perfectly okay because you will be, that is just part of you filling in the, the answers to those questions. This is just another, another step on the road. So I definitely had that fear a lot of like, what if I do this wrong? What if I do this wrong? If I go to the wrong school, what, 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 what? And there are so many things that we, we worry for in our, in, in ourselves that we don't even need to worry about. Because before you were made, before you were were even thought of by your parents, somebody already had a plan for you. Somebody already had this story written down for you. This is this has already been put together. You're you're here, right? You're doing your job by getting up every morning and sticking to what you know is right and sticking to the thing that you feel is is deep most deeply connected to who you are. And as long as you continue to do that and ask for guidance, right, from your 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 peers, from your mentors, and from from God, you will be okay. Because after a while, you'll stop you'll stop having to worry about it because you've already put it in the hands of the person who's already writing the story. So that 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 was what I did was like at a certain you know I cried, I called my mom, <laughs> I called my sister because I didn't like what my mom said. <laughs> So, you know, I called my other sister, right? I, I literally went into the kitchen, um, into Mrs. Brazel's kitchen and was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I, I want to do this. But I think I want to move. I think I want to do this. And um, Chaplain Leah will even tell you, like, um, maybe a year ago, I was literally at RPC crying because I was like, I do not want to move across the country. I do not want to do it. I want to stay here. I want to chill with my peeps at TA, right? Like, I want to do this. I want to stay with my niece and nephew. I don't want to move. But God had a whole other plan for me that took me literally to the other side of the country this year, right, where I spent all of this time at the beginning of the year developing all of these skills, these connections, and literally just like, like I reconnected with family. I had the most amazing experience this year simply because I just let go and said, okay, I know who I am or I know who I want to be. I know kind of how to get there, but the rest of it, I'm leaving up to God's hands. I, I know what I what my wants are. I know what my needs are and God knows the same. So we're just going to collaborate and I'm going to do my part and he's going to do his. Yeah. I mean, now I'm not in California. I literally just got back. But at the time, yeah, I was literally like boohooing on her shoulder. Like, I don't want to move. I don't know what I'm doing, but I think God is calling me. I got to go. And I went and it was the best thing I did. Okay. So, hi. Um, I'm a freshman, right? But I'm always thinking about what I want to do. And I have all these like ideas. One day I want to be a doctor. One day I want to be a veterinarian. One day I want to work with law. Like there's just so many things that I want to do. And one thing my parents are always telling me is that you, you need to do what you love to do. But it's so hard because I'm always thinking about, is it going to pay well? Is, my in, is the income going to be able to sustain me, you know? And mm -hmm. my parents are always telling me, you need to pick what you love to do. What I love to do, I love to read. I love to write. But... I don't know if that is what is going to sustain me. I'm worried. I'm like, okay, wait, am I going to, am I not going to be able to, you know, support myself if what I do is what I love? And it's always, mm -hmm. I'm always thinking about it. Like, okay, I love 
I love my, my dad is a doctor. So, you know, I'm always like, okay, I admire you so much. Um, but it's like, my true passion is in books. But um, I just want to ask you, when you were just thinking about what you wanted to do was um, how you're going to stay in yourself, like a big deal. And then how did you actually realize, you know what, I actually love this. So let me go with this. How did you um, not even think about the income and really think about yourself and what you love to do? I just had that question. Honestly, I had this conversation with myself. I think I have this conversation with myself maybe every other month at least because, you know, a lot of people and this, you know, this, this is where I'll get really personal. When I graduated from high school, I had a lot of pressure for me to go and do something that was like, you know, yeah, I had people literally like, yeah, you're going to go cure cancer, right? That's that's pressure, right? That's like, mm, I guess I have to go do this thing. I had um, one of my 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 closest mentors, he, he sat down with me. He was the one who gave me my very first job in college. And he, you know, he's a neurosurgeon. And so I worked with him and was able to gain a lot of experience to go on my application and to shadow that experience was, was really, really magnificent. Um, but even like, you know, he still mentors me now as an adult. And, you know, we talked not too long ago and I'm like, this is what I want to do. But I feel like everybody's expectations of me are so high that if I literally go outside and just start playing in the garden, I feel like I'm letting people down. I feel like I'm letting people down. I feel like I'm not living up to these expectations and I feel like I'm going to be broke forever. Like, I feel like I'm never going to, you know, recover from grad school debt. Like I'm always going to be broke. And on one hand, you know, I, I really boiled it down to two kind of two, two ways of thinking. So on one hand, I was like, all right, are you come, if you are, if you go and do this thing and you are broke for the rest of your life is what you're doing meaningful enough that you don't even care like do you not care at all like if this doesn't work out for you you know and I even boiled it back to like how Jesus you know we talk about it in the bible like Jesus didn't have a place to rest his head but he had a mission he had something he was he was doing so I'm like okay and then you meet a lot of people now who are like you know martyrs or or people who are like activists who are like, I live on three cents a day because I'm out saving the world. So I'm doing this. And it's like, Amanda, are you really built for that? You know, you like Jordans. Are you built for that? So <laughs> I had to really talk, talk to myself like, okay, if I'm okay, you know, obviously like at a certain point, you, you can't just not do anything, right? You have to do something, especially if you're trying to support yourself. But that was a really big fear of mine, especially like when you're in when you're in college, you're broke all the time. And then when you get to grad school, you're extra broke. And then when you graduate, you're like, oh, finally, I'm going to get my big kid job. I'm going to make bank and I'm not going to have to worry about this anymore. I'm going to go do the thing I want to do. And sometimes it just doesn't pan out like that. And you have to you have to be OK with 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 that outcome. But if the thing that you love, you know, you meet people who are like, quote unquote, starving artists. Right. And it's like, they're doing their thing that they have because the thing that, that wakes them up, the thing that they love is just, it's within them. They, they exude that happiness. And you're like, wow, I wouldn't even know that you didn't have anything because you walk around like a million bucks. And so, yeah, that that is a path that is perfectly fine for a lot of people, right? That are like, I can go, I'm gonna go live, in, live a very humble life and do my mission because that this is the thing that I love. And then you have other people who are like, 
I need a side hustle because I love this, but I need to eat. And I, I, I respect both sides of that. And I would say like, if you being now as a, a freshman, you have the opportunity kind of, I know COVID kind of messed things up, but now is a really good time to shadow people or to start setting up Zoom meetings with people who are in the field that you've been considering and just ask them, I, I call it an informational interview and, you know, write down like five to 10 questions. Um, I'll just keep it at five because 10 can get kind of long, but five questions, you know, what, how did you get here? How did you, you know, what, what led you down this road? What did you learn along the way? Um, what were your concerns going into this? What is the biggest challenge of working here? What is the most rewarding thing about working here? All of that, that's what I would start doing. And I wish that I had done that in my like ninth, 10th, 11th grade years, because I was so set on so many, on one specific thing that I didn't really allow myself to see a lot. But you guys are in a really unique position because I mean, pretty much anybody you're working with knows how to work a computer <laughs> and they can sit down and talk about, you know, and you'll be surprised too the amount of people, especially like church people who are more than happy to sit down and just talk these things out. Um, but yeah, I would do that. You got to focus on their mindsets like, okay, are you going to be okay being broke because the thing that you love doesn't pay well, but you love it. And if that's, that's, if your answer is yes, that's okay. You know, but if you're like, nope, can't, can't really do that then yeah, I would look into, okay, what is a meaningful side hustle I can do <laughs> on the side while I pursue this thing? But also to your writing, you know, um, Toni Morrison did not get, get Toni Morrison was always Toni Morrison, but she didn't become our Toni Morrison until I think she was in her forties. And so up until that point, she did other things. I don't think that her life was unfulfilled up until she she wrote you know her first really big book so you know those are things to keep in mind too i know a lot of writers now i went to school with a lot of people who are poets by trade now or writers by trade now and they do things like teach and and stuff like that too because it, it, those are things that they're passionate about but it helps to pay the bills